0: If you have ever seen the movie The Dressmaker, starring Kate Winslet and the little town of Dungatar, then you will already have an insight as to where I grew up. For I am one of eight, well, ten actually, if you count my parents. We grew up in a small country New South Wales township or village, as it may be referred to from time to time. My earliest memory of myself as a child is of pink pyjamas. They were the most adorable little pair of pink balloon style knickers, elasticized at the waist and on the legs, with a matching little top that swung out over the top of the knickers. I think I must have been around two years of age at the time, probably when my sister Muriel was born, as Gran was visiting at the time with Aunt Henrietta, they always made the journey from Victoria to New South Wales to visit us when mum was having a baby so that they could support dad and us kids whilst mum was in the hospital. And I always remember Gran's grand arrivals. She drove a really big black old-style saloon car that would have been around in World War Two, and she would roll into town bold as, and just park her car in the driveway and come inside with Aunt Hen and they would just get stuck into helping out with whatever was needed. We lived in a small two-bedroom homestead with a large enclosed veranda, which became the bedroom for most of the children. It always seemed to have been littered with an assortment of beds over the years, Initially single beds stood in solemn silence, like one might see in a dormitory. Wardrobes were also present, neatly lined up against the opposite wall, until we were old enough to start moving furniture around to carve out our own niche within the space of the sleep-out. On the particular morning in question, I remember awaking quite early, possibly because I had heard my father preparing to leave for another hard day's work in the shearing shed, however more likely was the fact that I had actually wet the bed. My father was the centre of my universe, and I didn't really know Gran or Auntie Hen, and Mum was not at home. She quite literally, though, was just two blocks from our tiny home, because she delivered her first seven children in the local hospital, Those were the days where women got to stay in hospital for the first week or so after childbirth so that they could adjust to the changes to their body and have the time to bond with the new baby. Yet as far as I knew at the tender age of two, she was just gone, absent from my life, and so I had no choice but to cling to Auntie Hen as Dad on realising I was actually soaking wet Promptly handed me over for a much needed bath. I can recall one other memory of my life before the age of five. It was late afternoon, the sun was still shining, and my father had just come home from work. He had walked into the kitchen and gathered my mother up in his arms as he kissed her soundly. I was so little. And I recall the effort to look up at my parents at the time. They seemed so very high up from my point of view. I remember saying, no, you not kiss my mummy whilst tugging at my father's shearing pants. And with that, he hoisted me into his arms and gave me a kiss as he continued to hold my mother in his arms as well. The absolute passion between them at that time is something that has stayed with me through the years. Perhaps that is why I find myself so drawn to relationships with men that allow me to express my fierce passion for life, lust and love. But that, dear reader, is a story for another time. My debut into kindergarten did not go so well. And whilst I am not sure why I was such an anxious child, I just did not feel safe or loved on my first day of school. I am sure my mother, though, was grateful to know that her burden at home was somewhat diminished by the fact that her fourth-born child was now also off her hands, during the day at least. Prue, Maggie and Lily, my older sisters, had already made their transition to primary school and they had made it very clear to me that under no circumstances was I to approach them in the schoolyard at any time. Perhaps this was because I had an eye that turned in. They used to call it a lazy eye. I was different. And even though within a few years I would undergo surgery, I am sure looking back that this may have been the reason... That they rejected me. All I remember was the heartfelt sobbing of the tiny slip of a girl that was me, bereft at the thought of being alone with all of these strangers, and suddenly my Auntie Eileen appeared to drop off my cousin Bevan. He was not frightened at all and seemed willing to go and mix with the other children. And it was then that I seized upon my only hope for freedom as I threw myself on the floor and wrapped my scrawny little arms around my Aunt Eileen's somewhat chunky ankle. She tried to shake me off like a mangy dog, but I had one hell of a grip. And it was then that Mrs Willow came over and prized my fingers from around that very chubby ankle telling Auntie Eileen to exit stage left as fast as she could. Her retreat was to the sound of my screaming, You take me home, do you hear me? I'm not going to stay here. I want my mother. Mrs Willow managed to calm me down. She looked like my grandmother, only with light purple hair. Apparently it was quite fashionable to dye one's hair this colour back in the early 70s. She was so patient with me and the other two children and I am sure we tested her patience on many occasions. I recall that we had our own toilet and our own little wash basin which proved quite useful to support the children who were too shy to ask to go to the toilet and subsequently wet their pants while sitting on the mat during reading time yes tragically I was one of those children thankfully I was not alone on that score by recess time I realized that we were all getting free little cartons of milk to drink and this became the highlight of each day for me this had been a government initiative in the day and supported our calcium intake I guess We are so very fortunate that our dairy farmers produce such a high quality milk supply here in Australia. I think at times we can take that for granted. And we should be even more grateful when we understand that the dairy industry has faced many struggles over the decades and still do even today, yet persevere so that we get such good quality milk. At five years of age... We did not know the delicious taste of flavoured milk. However, once chocolate and strawberry milk did become available, getting your hands on one at recess time was like Charlie winning the golden ticket in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The oldest students were sly and they used to try and sneak down and switch out their plain milks for our flavoured milks. And when the teachers realised what they were up to, They brought forward our recess time so we would get the same pleasures as the rest of the students at the school. My sister Lily was kindest to me during my formulative years at school and to this day I remain so grateful that she took me under her wing. I remember having to wear glasses for a time and the teasing was relentless. Other children can be merciless when there are such obvious differences. And I remember an older boy, Mark, I think his name was, coming up behind me as I was sipping water from a bubbler and he pushed down hard on my head until I hit my face against the cold steel of the tap as he said, Get lost, four eyes, you're taking too long. I still remember the laughter of other older children in that area egging him on as I fled. Tears streaming down my face. It wasn't all bad though and I took a great deal of enjoyment in learning new things. I was actually pretty good at mathematics and found quite a number of the other students, mostly boys, sitting next to me to cheat off me in mathematics and one of the most beautiful things that I do remember about that time is that each maths book had a different colour, red, blue, green, yellow, brown and you would start with the basic one and work your way through until you get to the next one, to the next one, to the next one and each book became that little bit more complicated so that you were testing yourself and learning. One of the ways that I remember learning to add, subtract, multiply and divide was using an egg carton. Such a simple but effective way to learn basic mathematics. Art was never a strong point for me, but I joined in with enthusiasm. My favourite area though, was music. I loved learning instruments like the recorder, even though it was slightly challenging, mainly due to my inherent lack of coordination and the fact that I am possibly tone deaf. Tune in next time. Much love, Audrey.